Those traveling on Main Street in Greensburg will soon notice a series of hand-painted, book-themed park benches. The fiberglass creations are a joint effort of the Decatur County Greensburg Public Library, the Arts and Cultural Council, and the Decatur County Visitors Center, or Tourism. Library Public Services Manager Lori Durbin spearheaded the project, and I asked her to tell me how it came to be. Well, it's kind of funny. Um, Our director, Vanessa Martin, had seen um, the benches uh, on Facebook, but she hadn't really said anything about them. And then I had also seen them on a public, uh, on a Facebook page for programming librarians. And, um, but they, they were only being done in Europe. They're, they were very, very popular across, uh, across Europe. And um, we hadn't really seen any in the United States, and I couldn't find any. Well, our children's librarian, Jill Pratt, came in, and she had found a link, and he, she had seen one in Kentucky but not Lexington. In Lexington, Kentucky and um, Montgomery, Alabama are the only two places that we can actually find a collection of them. And they, thank goodness for Montgomery, Alabama, they put all of their information online so that I was able to kind of come in and revamp it for our own. So basically all three of us had had the idea, but it wasn't until Jill came in and said, you know, hey, look what I found, that we said, you know what, I'll bet we can do this. And then you basically had a contest for designing the four benches you had available. Right. So we actually just put out a call for artists um, to come back to us with a proposal. They got a list of, um, I think it was like 24 or 25 books, um, both children's books and then um, young adult, some very new, some classics. And um, then they came back to us with a proposal, uh, a drawing or an artist rendition of some sort um, of the book that they wanted to illustrate. We had 11 turned in and it was really, really hard to choose four. They were fabulous. And so these uh, designs, we'll, we'll have pictures of them in, in bios of the, the artists on our website, of course. But you don't want to see them there. You want to see them in person. Where will all of these be located throughout the arts district? So we will be putting um, one uh, that's very child-friendly. It's the book Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. And it will be going to Rebecca Park um, near the Inclusion Park. And um, then we also have a Pete the Cat. If you're not familiar with Pete, I highly suggest you come to the library. Mm-hmm. Pick out a Pete book. So Pete the Cat will stay here at the library. Winnie the Pooh will stay at the library and Charlotte's Web will go to the Tree County Players Playhouse uh, to kind of bookend the artistry district as it's been named. Durbin thanked the Decatur County Visitors Commission, Decatur County Community Foundation, donors to the Greensburg Library Fund in memory of past director Alice Rust, library employee Greg Meyer and library patron Rosemary Eberhardt, and Anna King Autobody for the donation of materials and manpower to spray, seal, and deliver each of the benches to the library. If you'd like to see pictures of all four benches front and back, you'll find that in the local news section of WRBIRadio.com or just look for them in person. Durbin expects them to all be installed before the end of September. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. Intelligence-led policing. It's something that Greensburg police are focusing on. Our Charles Van Sand recently spoke to Assistant Police Chief Brandon Meyer. Kind of 
of explain, if you would please, this intelligence-led policing. What what does that actually mean? Sure. So we we um, went to the Southern Police Institute, which is ran out of the University of Louisville, and I went down there to a training in November to kind of kind of learn the same thing. Um, the class was entitled "Turning Theory into Practice" um, in relation to intelligence-led policing, and essentially. We are trying to become more cerebral in our approach to law enforcement. Um, and instead of just running around call to call, this is kind of taking a step back and looking at what the interwebbings of our community are and what's connected and what's not so that maybe we can identify the people who are preying on our citizens for a career. Now, how does that differ from what you guys are already doing? Obviously, you've got radio cars out there every day. Sure. Uh, but uh, how, how does this differentiate from their typical police work? One of the things that they've, they've harped on and we've taken to heart is the breakdown of what's called silos or information silos. So traditionally, you know, we may have one officer that a certain individual is comfortable talking to, and we would come in and, you know, ask if anyone had any information about a certain individual, and we may have an officer that knows everything about that guy because of um, someone that comes and talks to them or just their dealings with that person in general. But it's not always um, logged in anywhere that we can access easily. So we've put in place, uh, on top of our records management system, we've created a tips portal and a field interview portal for anyone that receives information from a concerned citizen so that we can stay up to date with our investigations unit on what's going on and where. 60% of the crime is committed by 6% of the population. I thought that was an interesting statistic. Yeah, and I, I uh, give credit where it's due. That's not a statistic that I found that was, that was given to us in the course that we attended. Um, but I think that's pretty truthful in our community as well. We have a lot of people that, you know, a lot of thefts and burglaries are done by the same group of people over and over and over again. No kidding, and I suppose you guys eventually will catch him. Uh, what happens? I mean, are, are, don't you usually have enough good evidence to put him away, or do they get paroled, or, or what happens with that? So that part's all done um, through the prosecutor's office and through the ju judicial system, um, but a lot of times we have stuff that's probably linked together, but we don't have good leads on who committed those crimes. So the biggest thing with this program is that we've really revamped our tips and our community outreach with it. Um, we've got numerous ways to provide those tips now, and then we've also added some celerity to our process and investigations as well, and we're moving quickly on those tips now using the resources we already have and trying to learn our own information instead of waiting for more information to come to us. Now, do you work in conjunction with other police agencies, like the Sheriff's Department or anything on this, or is it strictly just the Greensburg Police? We do. So this is, um, this is our unit, an in-house unit. We don't have anyone else that is on site with us 24-7 for this. However, we've developed a really good network of other agencies and contacts throughout the state that we do work with whenever we have an ongoing issue that extends to other areas. Now, uh, have you just recently started the program, or have you kind of been phasing it in since uh, a while back? Yeah, so I attended the course in November of last year. We put a plan together shortly after that for implementation, and we, we went live in April of this year. Um, 
I was actually pulled from a road position at that point and joined our investigative team to start making this a reality. And are you happy with the results so far? Very much so. We've we've definitely seen good results from it. Super. Um, well, I hope to hear more about this uh, in in days to come, weeks to come. It sounds like a really interesting program, and I wish you well on it. Anytime you can get low lives off the street, that's that's a plus for everybody. <laughs> we appreciate it. We're actually going to be attending some uh, crime analysis training here in the near future as well with a couple of our investigators to try to look at our current records management system and try to just, I guess, build on our ability to put those puzzle pieces together and figure out who our 6% is within this community. One additional quick question. Uh, is Are you going to have a Crime Stopper phone as part of the thing? Is this something that's going to be new for you? So we're revamping it. We The line existed already, and um, we have... Since then, we've added to our capabilities with it. So the phone number for that is 812-66-CRIME or 812-662-7463. And you can call or text now to that line. Um, and those, it's a, it's a voice mailbox only. I want to stress that. So if it's an ongoing issue that needs immediate response, you know, we want to encourage the community to call the normal channels. Um, either 911 or the direct dispatch line. But if it's a tip-related um, thing only, they can contact us at that number by call or text, or they can submit a tip by email to tips at greensburg.in.gov. And I would assume that you could keep it anonymous if you wish to. Absolutely. And we would prefer that um, if you're leaving tips by those means that we have a way to reach back out to you because we may want some clarification but we can 100% keep those anonymous. Okay, Sergeant. Well, listen, thanks a lot for getting back to me. I really appreciate it, and uh, good luck with the program. Not a problem. Thanks for reaching out.